This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Ronnie Bear. Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. I'm Jack Sutherland, and today with me is the ultimate uncanny X Factor of Comic Podcast, Ronnie Barron. Whoa, that's a big title. Gotta get my Marvel puns in. Yeah. Bub. I, I, I noticed that you didn't say that was fantastic, though. That kind of hurts my feelings. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's only two of us. Oh, yeah. If you get two more on here, then it would be fantastic. Then it would be fantastic, right? Is there a team name with two in it? No, not really. Because, I mean, you just have Cloak and Dagger. I mean, that's just their name, so. Right. That doesn't sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> but today we're talking about all these banging trailers that have come out past week, I think. Specifically, Infinity War. Second trailer. And... Deadpool 2 trailer. Is that the first one or the second one for Deadpool? Second one as it is well. The second one too. Deadpool has like all these, it has like its trailer, but then he has all these little advertisements that come out. It's like Gorilla Press type <laughs> right. stuff. Right. Um, but before we even do that, on the topic of, well, I have some breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, but it's not really breaking because it was actually a couple days ago. Aww. And actually, I guess it's not really news. It's more like rumors. So, But Spike Lee is rumored to be directing his first Marvel film. Have you heard mm-hmm. about this? I have. Oh, you have? I've heard of everything, man. I can't surprise you with nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> and, I'm plugged in. Yeah. Uh, and the rumor is Nightwatch, mm-hmm. which I would be willing to guess is sort of up your alley, maybe. Because he's somewhat in that Spider-Man... Universe, Nightwatch, right? Nightwatch, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't when would you say that or no? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. It's um, kind of up there. I mean, I would say that people that know about Nightwatch is scarce. You know, I would say more people know about like Power Pack or you know stuff like that than they would Nightwatch. Yeah, well, I'm not super familiar with them. Yeah. It's not a character I ever followed or anything. And he's a fairly new character, right? Wasn't it like maybe 90s or something yeah, when I would he say debuted? Early-ish 90s, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so that was, a little bit, that was a little bit interesting choice when I saw that. Um, and I read that uh, Sony owns the film rights to Nightwatch. I don't know why, but they do. Um, so this would be in that Venom Spider-Man universe. Unlikely mm-hmm. to cross over with like other MCU characters. Other than yeah. Tom Holland. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought Spike Lee was kind of a interesting choice, really. How come? Me too. Uh, but I'm curious why. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to... He's a popular figurehead, kind mm-hmm. of, but I don't know if his filmmaking has been outstanding. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, I know he has good movies, and he, you know... You think his name is maybe a little bit bigger than his actual movies? Yes, and I think that his name is actually bigger than this property. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, like, if you had, like, Iron Man, and then you had John Favreau do it, right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of, like, that was kind of the thing, too, because John Favreau had done other things before... Iron Man. And even though Iron Man at the time, I would say, would be like a C or D list Marvel character at the time. So you needed that director, a big name director, or not, I don't know about big name, but you know, that standout director. Right. To kind of go with the property. Yeah. To to elevate it. So I I could see that. And then it's kind of like right up his alley, too. But. With that said, I'm kind of on the fence about whether I'll like it or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's had some good movies. Uh, the reason it's weird for me is because, he, I mean, he's he's sort of like a 90s figure, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. of course, um, Django, did you see that? Yeah. I love Django. I don't know if you, if you liked it or not. I think that, that was just a few years ago, maybe 2012-ish. Uh, yeah. So maybe he still has something left in the tank, but his his his, his uh, you know he he does play on like minority issues and Nightwatch's alter ego is African American, so maybe they're playing off a little bit of the the Black Panther uh, popularity and saying this is a good time for it. Um, that's my guess, at least. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm glad that you say that, and maybe. We're not the right people to talk about it because, you know, we're <laughs> two white dudes. But, um, as far as you know, <laughs> well, <I laughs> you've know, seen my I, pictures. And, and I, yeah, we're pasty white. <laughs> but, um, but we, we both have that ethnical background, right? But, but here's my thing is like, Stan, uh, Spike Lee has always done those type of movies, though. Right. So it makes sense. It's like yeah. that perfect marriage type thing, as to where he's done more of the African American style of movie, right? As to where, and I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball or a time machine or anything. But like, if we go back and bring those movies from the '90s to now, they would have like Black Panther pop popularity type stuff as to where like in the 90s they might have it was like hit or miss yeah yeah <clears throat> so so i understand all directions of like what they're doing i just don't want them to do it for that reason does that make sense like i don't want them to be like oh well black panther was african-american so and that made tons of money so now we have to do more african-american yeah. stuff you know what I mean? And just ride on that popularity. Not because Black Panther was a good, right. solid movie yeah. about about a character. Right. No, matter if, no matter if they're Caucasian, African-American, alien, whatever. Yeah. Well, the, I, just, I guess the thing for me with that is, and this is really hard because it's all about making money. But if you're going to go that direction, I want you to do it 
because you want to do it, not just because you're like, oh, Black Panther killed it at the box office. Right, let's, right. Let's, let's hype on this minority thing. Yeah, um, right. You know what I mean? But that being said, it still is a very white-saturated genre of movies. So, you know, help balance the scales, I guess, and see where it goes. Just There is one piece of news that I wanted to bring up, though. But Okay. You might if, be the same uh, one because I had two things. Okay. But go what ahead. was your other thing? No, no, what was your other thing? No, it's your turn, man. I took my turn. I'm the the Chris Evans is done. No, that wasn't it. But that's a good one. Yeah, after Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, I think we all expected that. Yeah, well, I we think... knew it, we knew it was coming to an end for him and probably a couple others. Which it's kind of cool how they could re- do a reboot without rebooting. You know, with Doctor Strange and the alternate reality type stuff, mm-hmm. where they could reboot inside their self, or they can carry on reboot Captain America reboot anything yeah because i mean we got dr strange and you know he bends reality yeah oh okay gotcha so we could either go into say like the ultimate universe from infinity or you know if they don't want to do it that way then you know we can have bucky or falcon take over the mantle yeah yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because I never liked the multiverse concept because it felt like just, hey, we can just have like an erasing board. Let's do something. And that didn't work out. Let's just erase it and dump it in a different timeline or something. Well, um, and now, I mean, they can even play off of it until they get the rights to the Fantastic Four. Right. You know, and, and X-Men. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to cast... Well, obviously, it'd be somebody new for Wolverine, say, but that person theoretically could have been Wolverine already in a different universe. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's ton- there's tons of cool possibilities that they can go with it. We'll just see if they do or not. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris Evans, he's had a nice nice run. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about his post Chris Evans career. Because I just don't know him as anything else other than Captain America. But dude, dude, with the brink truck of money that he's made, <laughs> right? Does he have to have a post? No, but I th- but that's what he <laughs> says. He's I've, I've heard him talk about that before. How he doesn't want to be just Captain America. Um, and what it makes me think of is, hey, there's a reason you're only known as Captain America because you oh, haven't yeah. done anything else. Yeah, and, well, and, he, and he's I, great for that role. But he's not like he's not Robert Downey Jr. who can carry a, an entire franchise just on his own personality. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. In my really. opinion. Well, I mean, it's not like Captain the Captain America role has handcuffed him either, because you got Chris Hemsworth who's starred in other stuff while he's Thor. I mean, point example is he just got picked up to play one half of the tag team for the new men in black yeah spinoff so right. i mean <laughs> it's I, I would, of, in my personal opinion i would position chris evans below robert downey jr and chris helmsworth yeah yeah but i think chris, uh chris evans is more picky about the roles that he chooses yeah okay because i mean i mean look at robert downey jr he's been sherlock yeah. and he's he starred in a couple of other movies while he's been Iron Man. So, I mean, that wasn't his central focus. So I think the only person that's making it their central fo- focus is Chris Evans himself. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so do you think, in your opinion, Magic Eight Ball shaken up? Do you think they'll go with Bucky, or do you think they'll go with Falcon? Ne- neither. Neither. I think they're going to go with Captain Marvel. I think she's going to fill that that void. And well, she won't be Captain America though. But I think she'll fill that sort of uh, that sort of uh, role, Captain America role, that leader, uh, moral compass type character. Okay, but and who's gonna who's gonna fill the Captain America shoes though? I don't think they have to. I mean, it's you just don't not. Think so? I mean, if I if they had if I had to pick somebody to like in the current that's gonna no, you don't have to. I was just saying like. So well, you don't th- you'll think they'll hang up the Captain America mantle for a little bit then? I would th- I would I would think so. Okay. I mean if if I had to pick somebody I would pick uh Falcon just because they've already put him as sort of the guy who's spearheading the Avengers team uh you know what I mean? Sort of on the ground level, right? Uh-huh. While Cap and Iron Man are off doing larger scope things. Uh-huh. But I just don't I don't see that being a big thing in the movies i might be wrong well i was just curious the movies aren't like comics where you have you know 40 issues per month and you gotta come up with all these stories they they can be a little bit more selective about folk what they want to what stories they want to tell and i think captain america in my opinions run its course i think they do their trilogy and just let it go for now okay fair enough but what do I know? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe they'll announce next week that there's a new Falcon movie coming out with the shield or whatever. Um, but my other breaking, my other, well, my other not really breaking, not really news rumor is Silver Surfer is rumored to be in Infinity War, uh, which really, really took me by surprise. Now, again, don't take that as news because right now it is just a rumor. But, uh, well, first of all, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? I know you're a little bit more negative about Infinity War than I am. So, well, I'm not negative about it. I just you're more excited about it yeah. than I am. Right. Um, I think it's a way to bring the cosmic stuff into it more. So, or even Fantastic Four for that matter. Which I, do, which I don't think we'll see. To me, it sounded, when I first read it, I was like, okay, now this is getting excessive. Like, my uh, um, Aaron got inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know, but Aaron does our DC podcast, and he's always, he's not a fan of where they're, where Marvel's going with Infinity War. He thinks it's way too many characters, and that's always his thing. Is like, you can't do a movie this big with this many characters, and... He has a valid point. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think it's going to be better than what he's giving it credit for. But see, I, when they but keep, see, when they, when I kept hearing more and more people on top yeah. of the cast, I'm like, okay, now his point is <laughs> starting to drill in my brain a little bit more than it did at first. Well, see, the constant is me because I ride the fence on both because, right. and I podcast with you on here. Yeah, and I podcast with Aaron on DC, <laughs> and you guys are like mirror opposites of each other. Right. Like you're a hardcore Marvel fan more so than DC, and he's a more DC hardcore fan than of Marvel. Yeah, right. <clears throat> but speaking of that, we'll get into it later. But uh, he's actually picked up a couple of books this week from Marvel. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. do want to hear about that. 
Um, so I always enjoy sitting on the sidelines while you guys argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I poke and nod at both of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. And ag it on. <laughs> well, I, I read an interview with uh, Charles Wood. Because my mm-hmm. first, I, I didn't like it at first. I was like, this is, like, I, I'd love to see Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. I don't want it just thrown in this movie. Um, but I read an uh, interview with Charles Wood that I think helped me understand why that this might happen. Um, okay. But I want to hold that thought and come back to it. Because I have a lot to say about Infinity War. And I could very well be tempted to ramble. So I want to talk about the Deadpool trailer first so it doesn't get pushed, you know, way to the end of the podcast. Um, Okay. So I'll come back to my Infinity War and Silver Surfer uh, theories. Okay. Um, So we can talk about Deadpool, which I got to be honest, man, I love the trailer. I I love the trailer. I'm always sort of cautious with anything Deadpool. Okay. But I still the trailer was a ton of fun, and I know you liked it too. Yeah, I the second Deadpool trailer got me more excited than both Infinity War trailers, mm. just because and I, and because of the X the whole X Force thing. Okay. Like seeing Cable. Yeah. And then when they're coming off the plane, and you see Shatterstar, and you see. Domino obviously sprinkled throughout and everything. Yeah. But but just the hint of maybe we'll get an X-Force movie? Well, and he kind of plugged that, didn't he? He said, "Yeah. We need when he's talking about his team members, he says something like, "We need uh, young characters that can carry a franchise for the next 10 years." Remember when he said that in the trailer? Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe maybe that's where yeah. they're going or maybe he's yeah. just well, and also when he was talking to what's his name, he said well, we can't do a three because three's overdoing it, so <laughs> right, we'll just right. stop at two. So then you know <laughs> that's when they spin off to the whole X Force thing. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's a little insights into the because the the screenwriters for these movies they're talking about those things, why they make these jokes. So you don't really know is is, is are they just like okay this will be funny or are they like hey this is something we talked about. Let's stick it in there, you know? Right. But it could, think, be a, it could be a window into what's going on behind the scenes, these jokes. And what's cool is it's like making fun of itself. Making fun of itself and all the other movies yes. simultaneously. Right, exactly. Um, and, and not just, I mean, not just DC or competitive movies, but also Marvel movies as well. So, yeah, you know, Fox, Sony... Marvel Entertainment, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody's off limits. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the screen, what, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are the screenwriters for Deadpool, I think they're really in their element with this movie. Uh, yeah. Like, regardless of whether, whether or not you like it, and with the first one as well. Um, like, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, but it's... And I, I, I enjoyed the first movie, but it's not like, hey, this is, you know, my favorite superhero movie or anything like that. It is kind of like is what it is. But it's hard to deny that they're just really good at what they're doing with this character. Like, yeah. it's just purposely nonstop witty and humorous. Um, and if you like these kind of jokes, if like if these jokes make you laugh, 
then you're going <laughs> yeah. to sit there and you're going to laugh through the entire movie because they never yeah. let up. They just yeah. they just keep at it. Um, and you know, I also, I also like the the chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and uh, what's her name, Morena, Morena. I don't know. I don't remember her last name. Yeah, Morena. Morena Barcaran or something. Yeah, that's it. Um, like based on her previous movies and shows that I saw her in, uh, like at first I was, what? first I was kind of um, I didn't think she could pull off this sort of edgy comical role, but she does it really well. Really. Yeah, she plays I, I saw her in. Okay, she was in Homeland, very, uh-huh. very uh, low key, like serious role. She was. I remember in Gotham. Gotham. Yes, and, she, she's very evil and cynical in Gotham. Yeah, but she's not funny and edgy the way she is in Deadpool. No, you're right. She is good at the sort of those evil. Like uh, I think the first time I saw her was in V. Did you see V? Oh yeah, the Alien movie. Yeah. Which, which, like me and my show. wife loved, and then they cut it off prematurely. Yeah, and you never but got he, to see how it ended. Yeah. Um, and she's easy on the eyes too. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'll, is funny because I mean she's just like the opposite of what Wade Wilson's supposed to be. Yeah. Like you know she's hot and attractive, and then you know because of the cancer and whatever. Right. He's not, so it's kind of yeah. kind of cool play there. Yeah, I like I like the two of them together, and I also like the casting of T.J. Miller. You know, yeah. you know him, right? Yeah. Hey, do you watch Silicon Valley? By the way, no. You have never seen that show. Uh. Uh-uh. You should. You need to see that show. Okay. Especially since you work in IT. Well, sell um, me on it sometime. Well, he's in that show. That's. That's but what he I was, know he him was in, from. He was in Deadpool one, though. Yeah, I know. Okay, but I think Silicon Valley was before Deadpool. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, probably. Um, but I work in IT, so at work we always talk about how the big. Do, do you like? Do you watch Big Bang Theory? I uh, used to. I haven't for a couple seasons. It's kind of like a take it or leave it show for me. Yeah, but at work we always talk about how on that show it's like a really poor representation of what like tech the tech geek kind of world is right like nobody i work with is a theoretical physicist or even cares about anything like that um but silicon valley like i swear every single character on that show i've i've worked with somebody just like that (laughs) all Um, right now i'm interested and tj miller he plays ehrlich who's sort of like the he creates an incubator, a technology incubator, and that's how this business gets launched. Although he's he's really he's like he's horrible at it, and he has no money, and he's just sort of piggybacking off everybody. Anyways, you 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 should you should see it. I know Martin's a big fan of it. Okay, um, it's definitely a more, it's a definitely a more accurate portrayal of the IT world, even though the you know the stories are far fetched, but but it's it's good stuff. I like that we're gonna get. Well, like the X Force thing, I, I like the cable representation in it, and I'm not sure who the kid is supposed to be though. The kid that flips everybody off. Yeah, the cables after. Yeah, he's a uh, he's got to be a mutant. Well, yeah, but I saw his uh, hands on fire or something in yeah. part of the trailer. Yeah, but other than that, I don't know. I'm 
Yeah, I don't know who he is. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And, and I think that's why I liked the first one. Because it wasn't like the rest of the superhero movies. Right. Yeah. So. And that's what makes it stand out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Josh Brolin being in two uh, Marvel villain roles? Well, he looks a lot cooler as Cable than he does Thanos. Oh, come on. Thanos looks awesome. He looks better <laughs> now than he does at the beginning, yes. Or when we first saw him, yes. There seems to be a lot of differing p- opinions about uh, which Thanos... Because Thanos has changed a lot every time you see him in the MCU. Like six times, I think, right. actually. And he looks very different each time. And now he's he's like... He lost some pigment color. Like <laughs> yeah, somebody knocked yeah. his helmet off in yeah. most of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not used to and seeing he, a bald He's been pumping Thanos. iron. He has. He's almost hulkish. Um, I, I like this Thanos the best, though. Which one? The one we're getting in Infinity War. Okay. Maybe if you add more pigment to him. Yeah, he's but, a little light-skinned. But, <laughs> hey, that's racist. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a uh, racist towards it and a fictitious race. I know, but I can hate those guys. It, it makes him more realistic looking. This yeah. one does, I think. Right. <laughs> but I still think he looks. I'm a little worried about this, the CGI, and we're we we naturally segued into Infinity War, but uh, the way his like lips were moving when he was talking in the trailer sort of reminded me of the. Um, what was the villain in Justice League? Steppenwolf. Yeah, like okay. I, ne- I had a problem with Steppenwolf because he, his, his when he talked, it was like it doesn't look realistic. Um, I had a little bit of that when I was watching uh, Thanos. So we'll see. I hope the okay. CGI is on point. Um, but so back to what I was saying before. Uh, yes, get back on track. I read an interview. <laughs> With hey, that's a lot to ask of me. You should know by now. <laughs> um, I read an interview with Charles Wood, the production designer for Infinity War. Okay. And so here's a quote from him. He says, "Anytime you turn the page on this script, talking about the Infinity War script, you're kind of staggered, blown away, terrified by what's in front of you because there are so many, many, many wor- new worlds that you see in this film." And the article goes on, and what it suggests happening is that the first part of this movie is Thanos traveling from universe, traveling the universe in search of Infinity Stones, and he's going from world to world with this final destination in the movie being Earth, where we have our big showdown in Wakanda. Um, but this is why they need to fit in so many new characters. Uh, so it's not like, hey, let's just toss a random silver surfer in scene in they actually need to fill these new planets that he's going to to kind of create the setup to the what's going to happen on earth they got to fill them with somebody there's a need to have these sort of unique cast members like the silver surfer on each planet and i think that made me a little less anxious about that character being stuck in there because it's um sounds like they it's sort of needed organically if that makes sense yeah, it's going to be like one-off type thing, like when we saw different X-Men mutants from Future's Past. Right. 
Exactly. And so another assumption is that uh, – oh, man, I forget the name of the world. What's the – in Marvel, oh, there's like a world – there's like a, wor- like a world of dwarves. There's a planet that's sort of almost Game of Thrones-like in its characters. And that's supposedly one of the planets uh, Thanos goes to with the assumption being that – Asgard? No, not Asgard. It's, that's gone. <laughs> I was just kidding. This is like dwarves and trolls and stuff. Um, okay. Uh, the assumption being that Peter Dinklage would show up and possibly be Pip the Troll. Oh, that would make your day, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I bet Nick would get up and walk right out of the movie. <laughs> He'd be like, that's it. With, I'm done. What's his deal with, uh, with Pip? I don't know. He doesn't like him, though. He's just honest. I mean, he's just a little troll. Yeah. That's racist. I don't know. <laughs> Tell Nikki's racist against trolls. Um, maybe yeah. trolls that that smoke cigars. <laughs> maybe he doesn't like cigars. Smoking's a bad habit, so he's got a point. True that. <laughs> uh, but so so Thanos is going to jump from world to world, and that's also supposedly how they're going to la- they're going to use that as like a launching pad for Phase Four, which we already know is going to be more cosmic. So these planets and these new characters we meet sort of set uh, set up potential movies in the future, right? Is it going to be more cosmic? Phase four? Yeah. I just that's what I've constantly heard. Have you heard otherwise? No, I just the movies that are coming out for phase four doesn't really seem cosmic though. Uh like Well like Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's supposed to be set in space somewhere. Now, I've also heard it's set in the 90s, so I don't know how that's going to play out, and I don't know much about the movie, but I've heard both of those things, that it's supposed to be a space story, but it's also somehow set in the 90s. Huh. It sounds awful like <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, that's the 80s. <laughs> okay, sorry, but I but mean, not, yeah. come on. <laughs> I mean, just the soundtrack, Sadie's. <laughs> so, if that's true, I like it because, as we've mentioned before, like the Marvel way of doing movies is getting very formulaic, and it, you know, it still may continue to be, for all I know. But at least we're gonna, at least it gives me like a little bit of hope that we're gonna start seeing some new things, uh, or new different types of stories in maybe different worlds. If we're gonna have six Marvel movies a year. <laughs> let's let's focus or at least split them up to where we get some ground and pound movies plus have the space odyssey type stuff yeah because i'm t- i'll tell you right now if we just go straight to the space odyssey stuff i'll be checking out soon unless we're going to unless we're heading towards the annihilation saga well um, well, we very well maybe. I mean, I don't know that specifically, but that sort of story, it sort of feels like that's what what's going on. I mean, we're still going to have Spider-Man. Like, he's set up for the, and we'll have for the Black long Panther. run. And we'll yeah. have Black Panther, right? He's set up for the long run as well. Um, we'll have Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying they're... <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> They're not going to space anytime soon, most likely. Yeah, yeah. Although, he is in space in the comics. 
But and I'm see, thinking. and then you can have the Fantastic Four bridge the two back. Sure. Yeah. Right. In their origin story that we've seen six times now. Yeah. And all this leads really well to the Infinity War trailer, uh, which, you know, initially I didn't want to talk about Infinity War again because we already talked about it for like a whole episode once, but that was a long time ago, after the first trailer. Um, but this new trailer has really got my wheels turning. Okay. And uh, do you think it's better than the first trailer? The second trailer yeah. I thought was a lot better than the first trailer, yes. Okay. Because I like the first trailer, but I, this one got me... This one really got me excited. Um, like, I think the beauty of having grown the MCU into this huge universe of characters uh, is that now you create, and now here's where I'm going to disagree with Aaron, that you've now created these, these like interactions of fan favorites, right, that haven't crossed paths before. And okay. when I see this trailer and I see, like, Star-Lord working with Tony Stark, like, it's a little bit magical. Like, who doesn't... If you're an MCU fan, who doesn't want to see some scenes with Star-Lord and, and Tony Stark going back and forth? Um, well, since you asked the question, I didn't until I saw the trailer. <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Except for we still have child humor like <laughs> Guardians in it, though. Yeah, I, I like Guardians. Does that make Guardians, sense? Guardians is my... If we're going to do comedy, I want it Guardian style. Well, I understand that. Not Thor but style. I, I, I'm, okay, I'm saying the emotion yeah. of trailer one to trailer two shifted completely. Okay. Trailer one was serious and menacing and um, darkish. And then now trailer two just flipped everything around to where everything's funny. What? I didn't get that at all. You don't think so? They had okay. like the trailer one, like it started with a joke with like Thor falling on the windshield of and Rocket being like, get it off, get it off. Well, yeah. And, and, and that was the only funny part we had yeah. through that whole first trailer. Yeah. Because then it built up like the Black Order and Thanos coming and and then the heroes all banding together. I, I thought the the trailer looked very intense, with the exception of the characters that you expect to be funny. So I don't expect Star Lord to be in any movie ever and not make a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, him and Drax are standing right. Yeah. It's just, it's going to happen. Rocket as well. There's going to be some jokes by Rocket and Spider-Man. You know, he's going to be like sort of aloof, you know, like he always is. Right. Uh, but the stuff with with Thanos and, and the Black Order looks intense. And Wakanda, um, I thought yeah. it did. It, okay. By, by the way, I can't wait to see the Black Order. Like that scene with uh, Ebony Maul hushing Doctor Strange like while he tortures him. Yeah. That That looks awesome. To me. Yeah, that looked awesome. Um, so I wanted to run some because I've, I've dissected this trailer to death, right? <laughs> and I have some grounded theories about this that I want to right. throw at you, okay? And see if you buy it or not. Throw them. Um, and so you want way, me to 
So you, so is this the segment where I'm supposed to build you up, or am I crushing your dreams? Hey, I'll do which, whichever <laughs> works. All right. Whichever, no, be honest about it. Okay. Because um, I already feel confident about what I'm about to say. <laughs> All right. But maybe you'll convince me otherwise. Well, hit um, me with your hit me with your best shot, then. And I'm going to go ahead and throw out a spoiler. Like, if you don't want to be spoiled about this movie, then don't listen to this. Um, or listen to it and just trust that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which, you know, might, maybe that's even wiser. But <laughs> take your chances, is all I'm saying. Um, because, what you know, while I might have some details wrong or mixed up, I really think I'm close on figuring out the almost the entirety of what this movie is, is about. And... This is piecing together a slew of tweets um, and clips from the trailers. I think I can. I think we can conclude. Start. I'll start off by saying there's three things we can conclude. The big one is first of all, we will not see a completed Infinity Gauntlet in this movie. And I'm going to. Ex- I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I'm going to explain why I say that. But we will not see all six stones in this movie. Two. Avengers 3 and Avengers 4 is a two-part movie. Despite Marvel trying to deny that on multiple occasions, they've lied before and they're lying about it again. At least about at least about that. And 3, Avengers 4 is going to be the Infinity Gauntlet story. Maybe retold, but what we know is Infinity Gauntlet from the comics, that story is going to be Avengers 4. Remember when Zoe Saldana slipped up calling it that while they were filming? Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvel rushed in to say, you know, that's, that wasn't right. She just made a mistake. Right. I'm saying that was BS. Okay. So, and here's why. A lot of fans have been under the assumption that Avengers 3 uh, is, Infinity, is actually the Infinity Gauntlet story and that Thanos would collect all the stones, he's going to destroy everything, you know, we'd we'd witness all these key deaths, and Avengers four was going to be some sort of transition into some other story that transitions transitions us into Phase four, right? Like post Avengers MCU or whatever. Right. I don't think that's the case anymore. For one, nearly the entire Avenger and and bear with me because I got to get through this. All right. Nearly the entire Avengers three cast is also cast in Avengers four. Including all the Avengers, all the Guardians. We just talked about Chris Evans is in uh, Avengers Four. He's not. He's not gone yet. So why would they be casting a bunch of dead characters in a future movie? Maybe like it could be a movie filled with a bunch of flashback scenes, but I don't think so. More importantly, we know from the trailers now, and this is where I think it gets interesting to me. But Thanos only has two stones in his Infinity Gauntlet when he comes to Earth, right? We see it in the trailer. There's multiple mm-hmm. shots of it. And he only has the first two stones, and you see four empty slots. And I know this because I've paused it, and I've looked, and I've dissected it way more than any human with responsibility should. <laughs> um, but we see the Space Stone, which Loki took at the end of Ragnarok. Um, and we see Thanos holding the Tesseract in the trailer and another scene of Loki sort of 
taken capture by the Black Order. The scenes go kind of, by kind of fast, so uh, you got to watch it a couple times to see all this. Uh, but then the other stone he has when he comes to Earth is rumored, I'm not sure, but it's rumored to be the Power Stone, which is on Xandar from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I think. Okay. Um, it could also potentially be the Reality Stone, which the Collector has had since Thor 2, but it's one of those two. We don't know, but the I think most people seem to think it's the Power Stone. But we know for a fact Thanos comes to Earth with just those two, and then, of course, the Soul Stone is missing, and I have a theory about that, too, but, uh, but it doesn't matter because it's not on Earth, but regardless, mathematically, Thanos can only leave, even if the Soul Stone is on Earth, Thanos can only leave with, at most, five stones. If the Soul Stone is on Earth, he leaves with five. If it's not on Earth, he leaves with four. The two he came with, and then the two, we, two or three that are on Earth. And the Soul Stone, if it turns up, it won't. Uh, you know, it won't. Uh, but he can't possibly leave with all six. Do you agree with that much? Yeah. Okay. So here's the weird part. And that is... Um, when he leaves Earth, that is actually where the movie ends. And we know that because President... Uh, or Kevin... How do you say his last name? Fiji? Fiji? Feige. Feige. Yeah, Feige. Uh, the president of Marvel Studios, said that the final battle scene in Infinity War is that Wakanda scene, battle scene in the trailer, where we see everybody going head-to-head and crowds of people fighting, uh, meaning that the movie ends with Thanos leaving Earth. It's not like there's no stone collecting after Thanos leaves. Um, and by the way, I have it on a somewhat, this is where I, I'm not quite sure, but I have it on a somewhat reliable source, that the reason the Black Order goes to Wakanda is not because the Soul Stone is there, which I sort of thought might be the case earlier, but because the Vision is being hidden there um, because he has, because they're trying to protect his stone. In the trailer, when Tony says, um, he says, the one advantage we have is he's coming to us. He says that, and then immediately they cut to Wakanda. What mm-hmm. what, what's happening is Let's draw Thanos into our most fortified, vibranium-powered location on the planet, because that's where we can best defeat him. And how do you do that? You do it by putting what he came for in Wakanda. You put it there, and then he has to come get it, right? Uh, Trying to draw him into a trap, I guess. Okay. So in a nutshell, this is the Infinity War movie. We don't even need to go see it. Here's what happens. Thanos travels from planet to planet. In search of Infinity Stones, he gets two of them, he then heads to Earth. At some point, we'll have some backstory about Thanos and Gamora, because we see, uh, we, maybe he destroys her homeworld or something, because we see him holding her hand as a child, which yep. I thought was awesome scene, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, but then after that, Thanos comes to Earth, we'll have some cool team-ups that maybe will be too silly for Ronnie. More than likely, yes. <laughs> Spidey and Doctor Strange. Uh, we know we've seen Thor, Groot, and Rocket together. Star-Lord and Tony Stark, etc. Um, and then there'll be a big showdown in Wakanda. Our superheroes will fall. Ebony Maw will rip the Mind Stone from Vision's head. We've seen that. Doctor Strange gets tortured at some point, and they take the Time Stone from him. And that's the end. Thanos wins. 
And it's not like Marvel Comics doesn't have it plastered all over the cover of the current Thanos comic. Every time, if you're reading Thanos, it comes out, it says on the top, Thanos wins, Thanos wins. And these comics often uh, are sort of not telling a story about the movies, but they do put them out. Anyways, there's a theme there. What do you think? You're wrong. Ah! You're, you're all wrong. Impossible. Well, just on the last part alone. Okay. Yes, their media right now is to sell Infinity War at the movies. Right. But we've seen it time and time again that, yes, it's loosely based on the comic story. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, Civil War was completely different than the actual movie version of Civil War. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, no. So I'm not saying the story has any connection whatsoever. I'm saying this whole theme of Thanos wins is something that has been, I think, been building on both sides of Marvel. Well, and I think that's what they're trying. That's what they're saying. That's what they're trying to make Thanos into. He's this unbeatable villain that we have to tell his story in such a way uh, that he's he's just always going to win. And well, eventually, your, eventually he's going to fall at some point, but not anytime soon. Well, I think you're correct that he's not going to collect all the stones in the in Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. But I think you're wrong in the fact that it's not gonna. It's technically gonna be Chris Evans' last movie. Hmm. Because why would he? He's not gonna. Thanos is not going to flee Earth to like because he he lost the battle. He's gonna leave, kind of like when Steppenwolf in Justice League left when he collected the mother boxes. He's he won. Right. So. Chris Evans is going to meet his end and you will see him or them tending to him in the next one. So that's how he is in the next one. Maybe for like the first 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, did you see GI Joe retaliation? I don't think the second, the second GI Joe movie. Uh, uh, where um, Channing Tatum, a.k.a. John Cena, because they yeah. both are terrible at acting, um, is Duke. Right. And he, gets ki- and he gets killed in the first ten minutes of that movie. Yeah. So this is more like where Captain America is mortally wounded. Mm-hmm. And it gets taken care of in the first 30 minutes or so of the second one. Yeah. That's fair. Um, How dare you tell me that Marvel lies to us? <laughs> They've man, been telling me for years that that these movies were supposed to be awesome. Yeah, well, speaking about lying, well, I don't want to change the subject. Uh, well, I'm not really changing the subject, but... Um, speaking of lying... Well, before I even go into this, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with what you just said at all. Like, they... I said... They don't die. All I know is that they're cast in this movie. So if if and these, these it's not like these are inexpensive characters at this or uh, actors at this point to cast. Right. So if they're bringing them all back, I don't know. 
I, I, well, I, the, the, even, the initial assumption that was like everybody's going to die. You know, they're all well, gone. Not everybody, but you know, the main characters, the Tony Stark, uh, Thor, and that maybe that happens, and we have like flashbacks of all these. But I think the I think in general this story, even if they do die, it's still a two part story. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm correct. trying to say. Correct, and I agree with you on that, and I agree with you that our heroes are going to be crushed and in peril when the end credit scenes happen. Yeah, one way or another. Even if they're alive, they're going to be morally, you know. Yeah, so there will be no eating of shawarma in credit scenes here. Sure. <laughs> right. Now for my second, you got, a, you got a couple more minutes? Oh, yeah, go for it. My second part of this, which is not as grounded as the first part. But it's, so this is really just a theory, so no spoilers because it's gonna probably be all wrong. But I feel really good about this at this point also. Um, I have, and this is more about Avengers Four. I have a theory okay. about it as well. And I had previously been previously been resolved to Adam Warlock being totally written out of all these movies, um, even though I wasn't happy about it. But at this point, with all the casting going on, I'd really be surprised if 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 he doesn't. Make some sort of ex, ex, you know uh, some sort of appearance, and here's and let me let me explain what I mean by that. Um, the Soul Stone has not turned up in all the places we assumed, right? We've been talking about this for a year now. Like Guardians Two, we thought it was going to be there. It wasn't there. Ragnarok, we were for sure okay. All these different planets, it's going to be there. The Soul Stone would. Nope, it wasn't. Then we were for sure, clearly, it's fueling Wakanda somehow, somehow, right? Nope, it didn't turn up there either. I mean, it still could, but doesn't look like it. I think they've been holding out for a reason. Um, and in my mind, there's only one logical place for it to be. Do you want to guess? Some, somewhere we've already seen. I've already guessed. Where? Oh, you still think okay. it's in Wakanda? I still think it's under the... Heart clovers, the, the, the flowers, the, pl- the flowers that give us the pl- yes. Well, didn't uh, Killmonger burn those except for the one they like? Aren't they all gone? Or you think it's still in the ground down there? Well, it's still in the ground where the meteorite is, where the meteorite hit. So why didn't they show it? They had a perfect opportunity to. You don't need to show it. They didn't show glowing stones in the Lion King movie. What Lion King movie? The Disney Lion King movie. Why would they? Exactly. So why would you have to show it here? <laughs> because that's what the, the first five stones, that's how they played it. They popped yeah. up in all these movies in... But now it's the hunt. Right. The hunt is what matters. Right. So... Well, let me tell you where I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead. So, here's where I think it is. So far, all these stones have been inside some glowing object, which, to your point, it could be the flowers. They're kind of glowing. Um, mm-hmm. In the Guardians 2 post credit scene, there's a glowing object above Adam's cocoon. If you watch that, that post credits trailer again, right above, you see the cocoon. It's all mechanical looking, and right above it, at the very top center, there's a big, shining, glowing object. And that is the, the, the Soul Stone. Okay? And I'm going to tell you why. We all expected it to be in a prior movie, 
in Infinity War, prior to Infinity War, and it, and it wasn't. And I think that may have possibly been the original plan. But as these movies are written, I think the long-term plan has sort of evolved. And James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy 2 script, I think, altered that. And I think that, based on a series of tweets he had, that I sort of saw back in November when he made them, but I didn't read them. And there, he had a bunch of tweets about Adam Warlock and Guardians 3 and Infinity War. Um, and I reread that stuff. And he's very social with fans, which is, is kind of cool, even though I think sometimes he's doing it just for to misdirect people. Um, but I think those tweets are very revealing on this, and I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read some. Um, he starts by talking about how he immediately started writing Guardians of the Galaxy two, Guardians of the Galaxy two, right after he filmed Guardians of the Galaxy one. And I'm gonna jump to the Warlock, Warlock part. He says, "I had to fight for Adam in the post credit sequence." Because I thought one of the main reasons to have the Sovereign in the movie was to give audiences the hint that Adam Warlock is coming. Um, so one of the main points of the Sovereign was solely to be a vessel for Warlock. Uh, but he says he had to fight for that scene. So I was wondering, why would he have to fight for that scene? Well, remember when he was tweeting that Warlock was not in Infinity War? Do you remember that? I remember that. Um, well, that's why he had a fight for him. Because he goes on to explain. He says, We almost didn't include Adam. The, we almost didn't include the Adam scene because people were going to expect Adam Warlock in Infinity War if we did it. So, like I do all the time on Twitter, is letting everyone know that Adam is not going to be in Infinity War because I didn't want people to have false ex- expectations of what they thought was going to happen when they saw. Adam appear in Guardians of 3. And that makes total sense. We want to introduce this character, but we're doing it right before one of his most popular stories. And to our knowledge, he has no plans of being in it, so let's set the record straight so fans aren't disappointed. Fine. Makes total sense. But he he has a tweet after this that's even more important. Uh, Speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 script, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 script, the movie we already saw, he says it was pretty much finished in October of 2005, a couple months before shooting. The studio suggested no changes. However, I did give Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers the script in 2015 before they wrote Infinity War. So that's interesting, right? He says, he says, so they knew, uh, he says, so they knew where the Guardians, oh, it's another part of the tweet. They knew where the Guardians 2 ended up while they were writing Avengers 3 and 4. I feel like he's trying to backtrack a little bit here. He's saying he, he wrote, he plugged Adam in Guardians 2, gave the script to, to the Russo brothers, and they knew, writing Infinity War, that Adam Warlock would already be introduced. So the Russos are writing Infinity War, his signature story, knowing this full well. And around that time, there was also like a lot of contradictions from Marvel Studios about these movies. They were saying, initially they were saying it was Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Then they're saying, oh no, it wasn't. That was just, you know, it's just an unnamed separate story. And then Zoe Saldana had the slip up. Uh, we're filming Avengers 4, a.k.a. Infinity Gauntlet. And then they covered that up. Oh, she misspoke. It's not Infinity Gauntlet at all. Oh, and 
Gunn says Adam Warlock is definitely not in Infinity War. Oh, and then he actually, later he changes it and tweets that actually he's not in it before they even wrote it, right? This confusion makes me, makes it feel like the story was evolving, right? And they're releasing stuff about this movie before it was, anything was set in stone. And the fact that we got the first five stones so quickly, up until Guardians 3 script was finished, and now all of a sudden the sixth is like so hard to locate, maybe it's because Gunn introducing Warlock threw a wrench in the plans. And so to make a long story short, like I don't think Warlock is in Infinity War, but that is sort of completely irrelevant if Thanos doesn't have the Soul Stone at the end of Infinity War. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Infinity War post credit scene either revealing Warlock or at least the Soul Stone. And I'm betting it's in the possession of the Sovereign. And Warlock becomes a factor in Avengers 4 when the actual Infinity Gauntlet story plays out. Did I blow your mind? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> Wrong no, answer. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you yourself is hyped about it because you love Adam. <clears throat> and I don't know. He doesn't have to be in it for me. Um and like James Gunn tweets nonsense all the time anyway. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I think every once in a while he'll tweet his own, like, he'll do fan service type stuff. For sure. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, so, like, he, he's tweeting what we want to hear or what he thinks yeah. fans want to hear type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But it would be sort of like, takes... I don't know, what's a central Spider-Man, like, what's a key Spider-Man story? Oh, you don't even have to tell you. Like, say there was a key Spider-Man story that they wanted to tell in the MCU before the rights to Spider-Man, before they had the rights to Spider-Man, right? They already have. I know, but let's just, what, what? Like, Civil War. Civil War could have been so awesome if they would have done it like the event of the comics. But we've, we only had two handfuls of characters and then a whole bucket full of characters that we didn't own. So we're going to shape it to make it like this. Well, okay. But and that story fell way short. But here's what I'm saying. If let's say before Spider-Man ever made any introduction, he was ever in the MCU at all before we ever knew he was going to be at the MCU. When we thought, okay, this is a Sony property he will always be separate. Let's say they wanted to tell a story then. And while they were writing that story, it the news broke that, oh, hey, we're going to get the rights to Spider-Man. Do you think they would not be like, maybe we should reconsider how we write this story now, knowing that this character is going to be introduced and we're telling his story? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I mean, does that mean that they're doing reshoots and stuff so they can fit Fantastic Four in there now? No, because Gunn said that he gave, that they, uh, the Russos had this, the Guardians 2 script before they started writing Infinity War. So this is at the writing stage. They hadn't filmed anything yet. I know. What I'm saying, though, is property-wise, Fantastic Four is more money than, like, 
any single character. Okay. Like Adam, for example, right? Right. <clears throat> because, as you said, like in the awesome solo episode that you did, he's not really like the main list right character sure right? sure i'm i'm so I'm, so, so i'm inflating it peg, by using spider-man as a as a parallel which isn't isn't the same at all but still well and, and okay let me finish this point but we can even go back to spider-man with the whole civil war thing right okay. but like for this point why would you pay everybody to come back to do reshoots just for adam or to do an Adam thing when you can pay everybody all that money to set up another franchise of having Ben and Sue and Reed. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it had, I don't think they're paying anybody to reshoot. I agree with you as far as that. I think if they had already, they're doing reshoots right now. Right. But this happened, this happened back in 2015. Right. When they were writing the movie, I agree with you. Like if they had already started filming, there's no way they're going to refilm for Adam Warlock. Maybe they so, would for Spider-Man. There's no way they would for Adam Warlock. But if you're in the writing stage and then you find out, hey, Adam Warlock is going to be introduced right before this and we're telling his key story. I don't know. That's I mean, we have Gamora, we have Drax, we might have Pip. We got all these central like these key Adam Warlock characters already in place. We have the Soul Stone missing. Like it's just like it's there's too many factors to for me to think they might not be like having some big reveal coming, and maybe I'm just like Adam Warlock Homer, <laughs> and it just seems too weird yes. to me. But it's just yes. like there's so many things in place that's like, what, guys, when this all unfolds, <laughs> I have broad shoulders, so you can cry <laughs> on my shoulder uh, because uh, I'm gonna tell you like right. Civil War, awesome event in the books. Okay, yeah. Spidey was a key component of it, so you don't have that character. So you can. We had tons of characters that could be interchangeable with Spider-Man at that moment. Yeah, but they went a total different writing direction with it, and then it fell into the lap. Hey, we got Spider-Man. Right. So let's just throw him in here. Yeah, that's like a fan service type thing. Sure, and it may be but, that. But but if they would have went ahead and wrote Civil War like the way the comics had it, only instead of Spidey revealing himself like in the comics, they would have had whoever, right? Mm -hmm. Then they could have done it something different on that spot too if Spidey fell into their lap. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is like, just because it's Infinity War and Adam's a key component in the comic books... He doesn't or is going to be a key component in the movies. Sure. No, I, 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 that makes total sense. But let me, let, me, let me ask you this from a different angle. Okay. What do you think at this point would be a better story? Like forget any fandom about Adam Warlock. Thanos we know is going from planet to planet in search of Infinity Stones. We already know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to have two of them that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with Earth. Mm-hmm. Would it make a better story for the three remaining to all be on Earth? And one is just that the one that everybody's been antsy about for the last couple years happens to be in Wakanda the whole time under our noses, or it's in the possession 
of the sovereign, this new race that they introduced that is extremely powerful could be uh have a lot of cool formidable storylines, you know, going up against Thanos. Uh which do you think would make the better story? We uh, are, we are, we'll already have the Mind Stone in Wakanda to protect. We'll already have Doctor Strange there. Just throwing another one in there. Well, the one, the more important story for me is if we do, in fact, see Silver Surfer, is he going to be a herald to Galactus? So are you going <laughs> to tell me that we're going to throw Galactus aside and let Thanos, and we're not going to di- dig deep into that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe maybe Wait. Thanos maybe Thanos swoops in and grabs us whatever from a world that Surfer and Galactus is already going to devour. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't maybe that's, but we know that's not going to happen. You know why? Why? Because, because he only shows up to Earth with two stones. Unless he's got one in his pocket. <laughs> but why would he? I'm not saying that he goes there to for that. Maybe he's searching. Okay. Sure. Or or whatever. And he's like, oh, Galactus is devouring this world. Well, what if the gem was on, or the stone was on this world when he devours it? Then I'll never have it. Well, that would be, that would be cool. Because then... It would now, be out of sync. Why would it be out of sync? Because Gal- Galactus never had anything to do with the soul stone, historically. But... Well, no. It would be, well, it no. sounds cool, though. Well, no, but it also kicks off that he could be in Fantastic Four movies later on. Fantastic Four had nothing to do with the Soul Stone. No, but he has something <laughs> to do with Silver Surfer and Galactus, who are in outer space. Because if we see Silver Surfer, why won't we see Galactus? Yeah. Well, to your point, if Silver Surfer shows up, why is and the whole purpose of Thanos flying around is from planet to planet is to get Infinity Stones? Then, you yeah, know, why, we why? know we know Silver Surfer doesn't have the two that he shows up to Earth with because we know where they're at. Perhaps, but maybe Thanos is just going around like I don't know, looking for stuff and not finding them, and running into people. I don't know. I we need to put a bet on it. Bet whether or not Adam shows up in Avengers three or four. Yeah, and then we can ask ask the internet after they hear this <laughs> if they're Team Jack or Team Ronnie. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can interact with our fans. All right. All right. Is is Team Ronnie like uh, Team Cap or is Team Ronnie Team Iron Man? What do you mean? Which one are you? Which one are you correlating to? I don't know. You're the one. That, okay. Team Jack says that Adam's going to show up. Team, Team Jack. Ro- yeah. Team, Team Jack Ronnie. is Team Adam. Yes. And Team Ronnie says no way. But let's preface this. I'm not saying he's going to show up and be like a uh, have a huge role. I'm saying. There's going to be some correlation to him. Something evolving Warlock is going to happen in 3 or 4. Avengers 3 or Avengers 4. Okay. Even if it's small. Like, what if there there was another post-credit scene revealing the Soul Stone with the Sovereign or something at the end of this movie? Well, if all of the heroes are in peril at the end of this movie, what's our post-credit scene going to look like? We need something that gives people a little bit of hope, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't want to be like a Walking Dead thing where everybody just, or or Game of Thrones, where everybody just leaves bummed out and has to wait for another two years or another year. Right. 
or you see um, a silver dude on a surfboard zooming towards Earth. <laughs> yeah. The character that the the guy they cast for Silver Surfer, I don't remember his name, but he's supposedly like a guy nobody's heard of, huh. um, and he has no like. He doesn't have history, like a a resume of successful movies and TV shows, so that concludes people to think that he it won't be a very major role. It I, might I, it might just be a flyby, like a post credit scene. Yeah, could be, could be, could be a Stanley on a silver surfboard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Stanley can surf at this age. <laughs> could stand on the surfboard at this age actually <laughs> oh man well, you All know right. we know you know we never talked jessica jones i know we don't have time to now but did you finish that uh i finished episode one. Oh my gosh ronnie i don't dude santa clara diet came out friday too oh my gosh. i gotta watch that ronnie and you were looking forward to jessica jones i am i just don't have time i'm telling you Baseball started back up. My daughter's playing high school soccer. I have two jobs. Too many jobs. I have two jobs. Well, a full-time IT one and then a high school baseball coach. So, Well, as soon as Ronnie finishes Jessica Jones in 2023, we will do the review of it. (laughs) You can ask one of the other guys to come on. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Aaron's been on. Aaron's, Aaron's seen Jessica Jones. Yeah. He, he's, he's dying to talk to Jessica Jones. Huh. That would be he interesting. Put that, he put that out on Discord. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. That might be a, that might be an interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to see... No, I'm not going to go there. I was going to call him Marvel <laughs> hater, but he's really not a Marvel hater. And if I said no, that, not. if I said that, he would defend him not being a Marvel hater. Uh, actually, he's not, honestly. Yeah, I know. Because I got my Executioner song polybag set from him from the 90s. Yeah. I mean, I I recently got them, like last year or whatever. Right. Plus, he bought the new Cable book by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler. Yeah. Which is fantastic, by the way. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) I'd like to do a podcast, Aaron. Throw it out there. He's fun. Why don't you wrap us up? Put a nice, put a nice little bow on this. Put a um, nice little... little bow on this trailer episode where you were completely wrong about Infinity War. Okay, awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, they can find you on the Twitter machine at Jack Sutherland because that's your name. Yep. So they can find me at Rombar three sixteen because that's on not the Twitter because that's kind of my name. It's half of your name. <laughs> Yep. Is it half or would it be three quarters? Ron, it's it's exactly half. It's three letters of your six-letter name. Of both of my six-letter names. Oh, oh it's, wow! It's two quarters, two separate quarters <laughs> of your full name. Yeah. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the show is at Marv Pod, right? Yep. And the show is at... You just said it. NerdyLegion.com forward slash UMP. So while you're at NerdyLegion, just uh, click on the Threadless link. 
and then search alt or click on Ultimate Marvel Podcast, and then there's shirts, cups, water bottles, tote bags, you name it. I can log in right now and get me some gear. There you go. You need a coffee mug at least, man. Threadless. Sweet. Cool, man. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. And we're out of here. Get along.